0: hi and welcome to another episode from our season four series our interview series i'm sitting here today with Grit pauling who's the gm of the 25 hours hotel in cologne Grit, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks to have you here.
0: Thank you. Grit, tell us a little bit about your background. It's a question we open every interview with. I'm curious to know what your background is. What was it that motivated you to come into hotels and start a career in this industry?
1: Yeah, I just started right away after school to work in different hotels, different types of hotels, um, design five-star. And after some years, I also um, do, the, do caterings and big event locations for more than three, three, four years um, for the um, chef of the national soccer team in Munich. Afterwards, I just go to uh, both hotels uh, with two hotels in Munich and one in Frankfurt. Yeah, and then I moved to uh, Cologne and now I'm here and there was no other opportunity other to work in the hotel. It was always my passion uh, to work with other people and to work with guests and find solutions and make something special.
0: Mm -hmm. Do do you come from a hospitality background? We have family in hospitality? No, nothing. My
1: father is an electrician
0: engineer
1: and my mother uh, just worked for different offices. So No one works in a hotel. so
0: So as a general manager there's a lot of tasks that you need to to look over during mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. What does a typical day look like for, for grit pooling and especially now during the current situation that most hotels are facing?
1: There is no typical day, so every day is uh, totally different. We have really some um, new uh, structures. We need to go um, a little bit more out of our comfort zone so my day starts in the morning just have a look at the breakfast just um, do the events uh, downstairs then afterwards I just go to the lunch or to the storage rooms and in the housekeeping so every day is totally different a lot of talking to, to our staff to guests just to help everybody because it's a really special situation. Yes. And we are really good booked. So we are almost fully booked at the weekend and we didn't expect that. And it's a lot of work and totally different times. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just need to wear the mask. You have the, this, yeah, all the hygienic uh, stuff. Mm.
0: And so mm. Yeah, it's great because when we spoke on the phone prior, you, you did say that you were doing, the hotel was trading very well. Yeah even through this period, which I'll be honest, was, was a surprise. I thought yeah. that's very interesting. So why do you think that is? I mean, clearly that's a domestic market yeah. rather than an international. Um, why do you feel that that's that's been the case?
1: Um, because we uh, just closed for one week during uh, Covid and afterwards we opened directly. Other hotels still uh, were closed for one or two months. And we are something special, so we are just not the bed and the wifey and um, the garage Mm -hmm. and the restaurant. Mm -hmm. We are uh, 25 hours, so we are very emotional and also we are a little bit different and yeah, we try to um, get new customers with, you can find us on our Airbnb, on eBay um, we have and now we have long stay um, opportunities mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. yeah we search for something different and that's why um, yeah. the guests are coming yeah. and also if you can't travel um, outside of this uh, of the country you visit your
0: own country yeah. and Cologne
1: is quite famous for historical parts for the um,
0: for the dome, yeah, yep. and yep. that's
1: why um, from the Benelux uh, countries they're still coming after uh, the season right now. Right. And right. That's pretty cool. Great. but also already uh, some business uh, travelers are already here again. They're already starting to come yeah. back.
0: That's great news. We'll come to the the distribution side of things mm-hmm. a little bit later, but before we get there. Um, could you tell us a little bit about over the last six months mm-hmm. you know, the world kind of changed in March. Yeah. How did you approach everything from March onwards uh, up until today? Have, have you made dra- dramatic changes in your operations or has it been a fairly, um, let's say, a fluid process for you? H- how How's it been managed generally?
1: It was a fluid process um, because yeah, we thinking from day to day, from week to week, and uh, we just have to have a look at the restrictions, what's new, what's coming. And um, we try to find a new way, um, how can we survive this uh, thing, and how can we do the best of it. And we change some little things, um, even in the room, we always get the little um, robot in the back. Took it off from the bed. We do not have any decor, decoration cushions or something like that. Mm -hmm. And but the rest, the Nini is fully booked. We get the new uh, standards and new menu with the QR codes and something like that, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool because um, Germany is a little bit slow in this kind with uh, digital uh, solutions. Mm -hmm. So that's a good, yeah, the good part of this thing. We can. Tra- test the new new stuff like yeah. QR codes and something like
0: that. Did you have to make any adjustments to your technology to support that adjustment? For example, through q- QR codes or through the ordering systems in the restaurants or anything like that. Was no. there any changes there?
1: Yeah, we uh, just have the QR codes for the menu and the um, the guest starter, but. Um, the rest is uh, running very well and okay. in the same way okay. and also with the reservation tool or something um, still ongoing yep. and there's no big change. Um, we also knew for delivery, uh, we never done delivery before in the time of the lockdown. We said okay, now it's the good uh, time to start with it and we did delivery by Liferando but yeah. also um, by ourselves with bikes, our minis in front of the hotel. Yeah. And so yeah. that was pretty cool. And yeah. you have the time to, to test some things, what's good for the menu, what do you need? and that's hmm. a big change for us as well.
0: Hmm. How did the public react to the, the delivery services that you put in?
1: Really, really good. Um, they yep. called and oh, finally, we're so happy because it was not possible to go to any restaurant or something like that and um, we're not the typical burger or uh, pasta or pizza. And in Cologne, we just have three restaurants in that kind of way, so Hmm. it's really special. And we get a big, big fan base now, and everybody knows Nini from other cities, from other uh, journeys, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. And what was the message to the staff and also to your guests when everything happened? Because obviously there needed to be some kind of, and I'm sure there was probably a corporate message that came from corporate, but Mm. what was generally your message to the staff to say, hey guys, We'll get through this, don't worry, or how did you approach that?
1: Uh, Yeah, we get through this together. That Mm. was the the big, big message. We we can't do it by ourselves. We need everybody of you and we get a big meeting in the first days that would be um, with a message that's really tough. It's getting tough and we didn't know what's in the next weeks, months. We have no solution at the moment but um, we can fight it, we can stand together and that really helped. Our service team just have the housekeeping to clean the rooms, our bar team just stand at the reception and uh, checked in or checked out the guests and taking care of them and it was pretty cool to see that um, it was a real team building Mm. and Mm. that was really nice.
0: So it probably brought the team more together.
1: Definitely. That's great. That's, That's one great. of the good sides. Yeah. And um, also, right now, they're working better together. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. That's
0: good. And and on the flip side to the guests itself, how did you approach the the message to the guests to, to con i guess to put them at ease to say that it's okay to stay it's safe
1: yeah then we um, we just also let them know we do everything we need to do we have to do um, for their security that they're feeling safe Mm. and we do more cleaning we um, provide the uh, rooms with yeah one letter notes and throw it away and for every guest we uh, do more uh, cleaning stuff and also in the public areas and In Cologne it's really strange because they're not frightened at all. So when you're coming to a restaurant in the evening, it's like every day before uh, Corona and so that's pretty cool and we give them this kind of feeling that they can sit down feeling safe Mm -hmm. and uh, we do everything we could. Mm
0: -hmm. How did you feel the government, the local government supported businesses like yours? Was there generally good support from them or was was the communication from them about what you should be doing as a business effective or were there areas where perhaps it was lacking?
1: It was really difficult in the first days, because uh, on the one day we have to close the bar, and two days later the restaurant, two days later the hotel, so it was really risky to plan a day in yeah. advance, yeah. Um, but I don't mind because nobody expected that kind of situation and nobody has a solution and when we called our city department we got answers, um, they really tried to give us solutions or possibilities. And yeah about money or something it's not that easy we know but we are also very affected but there are other yeah like uh, the industry around the fairs uh, events concerts are more infected right now and now for us it's a little bit up to us how much uh, we can go how much we can earn and Mm. so I never felt lost. I felt well-informed. You need to have a look in the internet every day, every hour uh, in the first weeks. But um, in Cologne, it was really good organized.
0: So essentially what you're saying is the earlier weeks were perhaps a little hectic in terms of the messages that were coming from governmental organizations, but then they settled down and then there was a a consistent pattern to what you were expected to do as a business to support. The community.
1: Yes, of course, and also after the first weeks, months, there were not big changes anymore. When um, we could open the restaurant, then we could open the bar. So it goes step by step, and it was good organized and um, now there are not big changes unfortunately um, but uh, we know what to do and what we could plan maybe for new year's eve is just right uh, yeah. around the corner it is, yeah. so it's different this time yeah. but we are yeah. now um, in the possibility to plan something mm. to organize
0: something do you think you'll be able to do something yeah. for new year's eve i mean all of the the christmas markets have been cancelled yeah so the big christmas
1: markets are closed yeah. the carnival uh, yeah when that happened it's, this year, it's crazy, like, right? Well, yeah, it's the first time in the history of Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for New Year's Eve or Christmas, we can't plan any big parties with dancing and a lot of people. But oh, yeah. we can do nice dinners, like last year here. We do the same in the Monkey Bar. So where you meet uh, friends, family, have Mm. a big table, uh, just sitting together, eat and enjoying um, the view and the fireworks, so it would be good to see
0: also. Good, I'm sure it will. Now look, focusing a little bit on the technology Mm -hmm. I asked previously, but I'd like to try to drill in a little bit more on that. Have, I guess 24 hours as a company, but more specifically you as a hotel, have there been any adjustments to the technology stack that you have now in the hotel, to support the um, Corona situation. So for example, a contactless type of environment for guests. Is there any type of contactless technology that guests can interact with the hotel that you've put in place since Corona? Or have you been able to maintain trading and and, and operations with the existing tech that you put in place?
1: Yeah, we're able to to, um, work with the existing things. Mm you have the restriction that you get all the contact details, but there's not a big change in our um, uh, technologies. Um, we are planning or the head office is planning a lot of stuff for the future to doing things more easy um, for the staff and also for a change um, for the guests, And but not at the moment.
0: Um, Okay, no. so, it's, so you've been able to maintain, basically, yeah. status quo. Yeah. yeah. Because there's been a lot of talk in the industry about yeah. you know, having the possibility, or really the need, to introduce yeah. contactless solutions like uh, mobile keys or anything yeah. like that, self-check-in, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, and um, this is uh, not uh, because of Corona. It's mm. a big um, big point because also you can't find apprentice anymore or uh, a lot of stuff working. On the holidays and the night shift or something, and that's the bigger problem. And that's why we also try to find solutions for later, like um, the self-check-in. I see hotels where work really well because the staff has more time for the guests to interact. To um, upselling to um, show them the city and yeah. something like that, and yeah. it's more comfortable for the staff, and also um, the advantage for the guests is even more bigger. And so, that's we're hoping in. Yeah, soon that we can do something like that that's more comfortable for guests and of course contactless payment in Hamburg. We tried to um, open the hotel again without any cash, but Germans love cash. Yes, they do. It's really.
0: It's a very cash. Yeah, in the first two
1: weeks we um, didn't have any cash in the hotel. We said no, just card. Yeah, and a lot of people, also the older generation, stick to the
0: mm-hmm. to the builds. Yep, they pull it from under their bed and yeah. bring it there with them. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I even, I have no cash in my pocket, yeah. and also when I'm traveling to Australia or something,
0: yeah. I'm the same, I, I, I mean, don't carry cash. everything with the car, now
1: yeah. with my mobile phone, so yeah. I even have my pocket with me, just my mobile phone, and yeah. just hope that it's enough charged, so yeah. the yeah. battery is not too low, but.
0: Yeah. Have you found that there's been a, um, I guess, a, a request from guests that have stayed with you to have or support contactless options or have, have they been fairly supportive of what's been in place, they haven't raised it at all?
1: No, like that, they're not asking for um, okay. contactless payment or a contactless check-in, okay. um, they're coming also very close that we have to go a little yeah. bit more back. Yeah. and. Yeah. Um, yeah because everybody was happy to uh, travel again mm. to uh, interact with other people not only family or friends they see every day mm. and meet strangers become friends or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think some sometimes when you're a business traveler you don't like to talk to anybody. Like just to get a key, go or just mm-hmm. check in via mobile and go upstairs. But the other guests, uh, typical holiday guests, or um, they're on vacation. They like to talk a lot. They like to talk to you. They like to and um, explain how was their day, what yeah. they like to do, or ask you some things. And yeah, yeah, there are two types of guests.
0: Okay, great. Let's talk a little bit about your distribution now. You did mention earlier eBay mm-hmm. and um, Airbnb. So I kind of wanted to understand how you adjusted your distribution strategy over the last six months to support the, the current crisis that you're in um, and then following that what's the mix if you like from direct bookings to um, anything that comes via third mm. party so how did how did that affect you and what was your approach to that
1: Yeah, we need to find new ways to get new customers or that we are not like uh, like big companies we are 13 hotels yeah. uh, in, in Europe and getting more and more uh, like in Copenhagen Florence or uh, Dubai, but we still live it underdog, so you have to uh, know 25 hours to love it, yep. and um, we try to find new ways, uh, eBay, Airbnb. Um. It's
0: very interesting that yeah. eBay, I've never heard of it before. Yeah,
1: me no. too. I just saw when I'm on eBay, we uh, are vacation uh, for vacation houses or something like that in Spain but never thought about that it could be hotels in Germany, but we get a a long-stay booking via eBay for one year. Wow. Yeah, he's staying one year in the hotel, and that's also a big part in Cologne, because we get the TV uh, productions here, and they stay for weeks four weeks or uh, even longer or oh, you have a lot of consulting who have a project uh, they have projects here maybe for six months for one year or just for one month and mm. that's why we say okay we're getting offers for that because we need more and new customers and they are a little bit sensible with the prices so of course we reduce the prices mm. yeah. after afterwards we have a summer package, a summer sale for uh, July August because we didn't know okay are mm. they coming are mm. they traveling or mm. not mm. Mm. So that's why we're searching always for new channels and also there are a lot of direct bookings but the main part is the third part is it? yeah right. like booking Expedia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're still very dependent on those channels yeah. yeah yeah were you able to hold your rate or did it drop um, a dramatically small amount what was the percentage perhaps that you had to drop rates at was there a huge percentage or was it yeah. fairly consistent yeah there was was that in Cologne generally did every hotel in Cologne kind of face that same situation where they had to feel Everyone, that they were it was necessary
1: everybody reduced the rate yeah Someone else, even more than the others. Mm. Um, we also about fifty percent in right. the first time. Um, now we are just raising. They're coming back again. Back. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. But in the first weeks, we thought, okay, we need customers. Yeah, of course. Because when he's coming one time for business, he get maybe a second trip or third trip and. We get new contracts already uh, yeah. because yeah. of that and um, that's why we reduce it and we get a fully booked hotel. Yeah. The other hotels, who ha- they have higher prices, they have just yeah. 20% um, occupancy, so what do you prefer, Exactly. 70 and 90, or 20. Yeah. So, and we prefer to get the life back in the hotel and uh, open everything. And if you
0: can maintain your operating costs so that you can still show that you're coming ahead, then that's obviously a a positive.
1: Because an empty hotel is really expensive.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, Yeah. and it doesn't feel the same.
1: (laughs) No, when you just have, it was really weird for the first week, we just got 10 or 20 people on the hotel and you know every guest by uh, by their names and just they're coming down in the cafe to pick up uh, the breakfast because it wasn't just allowed to t- um, serve takeaway breakfast and yeah. I was there uh, every morning and give them the food and what kind of coffee are you like, the black coffee you like, the cappuccino and it was yeah. really, fam- yeah, like family,
0: yeah. it was really cool Yeah, yeah, well that's what these types of I guess hotels try to encourage is that family feeling, mm-hmm. that, that community feeling. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay, so two more questions. Um, the front desk, when it comes to design, uh, a lot of people now are talking about the, the possibility of, of doing away with the front desk mm-hmm. at hotels and using the available technology to encourage staff to, to be more interactive with guests um, and a more sociable Perspective, rather than having a barrier there between them. What's your opinion of the front desk? Should future hotels perhaps be designed without them? Or do you feel that there's still a, a, a place for having a front desk?
1: It depends on, on the hotels. Like the five-star hotels will need it for the rest of the life because it's the first... Um, yeah f- the first person for the guests and also for us this the front desk is very important for everybody, for guests, for um, yeah packages, everything, they receive a lot of messages and of course the new technologies give them space to interact with the guests, to do a little bit more than just check in, check out and uh, answering calls and, and mails and I think it's important that you have a good mix because people are so so different. So it would be great if you have, a, as a guest, the possibility to check in with a person, or even by uh, uh, online or yeah. uh, Bluetooth, just with your uh, mm. with your phone. So I think both ways are the right one in combination. So a hotel without a front desk, I can't imagine yeah. because it's the heart. It's yeah. um, the first impression, uh, the first welcome, and there the journey starts. And It's a decision if it's a good journey or a bad one Mm -hmm. and it's really important for that. So I can't imagine a hotel also if you're going to a hostel, okay, but not in a hotel um, like this or um, even five stars, three stars. It's very important.
0: Okay. All right, great. And finally, when you travel, what... what, what kind of bugs you when you go and stay at hotels, when you're doing personal trips? Not business, but yeah. you're going on a, on a holiday, you're really looking to relax. What, what kind of do you notice when you go into other hotels and what annoys you in that sense that you think could be done better?
1: Service is for me the most important thing. Um, when I'm feeling welcome and treated well and I do not ask for anything special, it's really important if they are not friendly, no good morning and uh, no good evening or something like that, that's uh, really annoying and I give them right away the feedback because I'm a customer, i um, nice to you so being nice to me is the easiest way um, to, uh, to make a nice day for me. And. even costs no time no money and also um, the room really needs to be clean I hate when you find something dirty and something if something is broken okay I doesn't care about it but uh, it has to be clean and the um, stuff needs to be friendly and yeah if they are doing mistakes I don't worry if they do it in the right way yeah. and that's yeah that's okay. just a, two big parts and okay so that's why a little bit picky in that
0: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, really. well it's kind of like when you sit down with chefs you know when yeah. you, when you go to a nice restaurant with a chef and they often criticize the food i find hoteliers are very similar in that sense like ah you know that could be better or we could do this or you could do that so. yeah
1: it's also not even uh, just in the hotel it's, uh, when i'm in the restaurant you yeah. see the service you um, my favorite restaurants here in Cologne n- not serving the best food in the world, mm-hmm. but they have the nicest uh, waiters and you're feeling welcome and yeah, they know your name and that's one plus, that's
0: yeah. really good. Yeah. Actually, that leads to another question. What would be a, a good tip for someone if coming into Cologne who's not living here, what's a good restaurant that you could recommend they go to? The Nini. Um, of course, <laughs> not even
1: there, just when I'm working here because of the view and also the center, um, the Belgium uh, quarter uh, mm-hmm. here is really nice with a lot of bars around and you have the nice view here and um, another restaurant maybe would be The Kowalski is just a uh, little restaurant on the um, two streets away and it's really nice. The waiters are really helpful and charming and the food is really good quality. Um, it's doing by two brothers, and nice. they have next to it. It's a kiosk, we call it, and then you have just a beer or hang around, and it's lovely. really nice. That's Cologne.
0: Yeah, lovely. All right, good calling. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate you joining us today.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks. Thank so you. Much.
0: Thank you. Okay, folks. There you go. So you've got your recommendations of where to eat when you come to Cologne, and of course where to stay. I can actually vote for this hotel. It's a lovely property. Um, So if you do ever come to Cologne, make sure you visit and uh, make sure you subscribe and tune in next time for our next interview. And until next time, thanks for watching. Bye for now.